from Bishop Donald DeGrude. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the graces and blessings you give us and for loving us so much that you sent your Son to redeem us of our sins. May we use this Lenten season of prayer and sacrifices to turn away from sin and turn back to your loving heart. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. Searching for more great Catholic content? Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com. Find Catholic news you can trust, information about events coming up in the local area, and the latest on what's happening at the RPR Network. And don't forget that you can listen to any of our stations around the clock from anywhere in the world. Need prayers for someone or something in your life? You can submit those through our online form for the entire family to pray for. Real Presence Radio, your family of faith and hope. Online at realpresenceradio.com. This is Lavinia Spirito for Catholic with Bible Study. The letter to the Hebrews describes the scriptures as a double-edged sword. This weapon is so sharp, it can cut us to the bone, revealing our hypocrisy, our justifications, our self-recited limitations, and our hidden motives. They are like a riverbed clogged with boulders. Our lives then become stale and boring without the fresh, clean, rushing waters of God's Spirit. And yet these waters can rush in through the Word of God. In the same way, it may be painful at times to read the scriptures God gave us, but the life they bring is crucial. 1 Corinthians 4.20 says, The kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. Today, allow the word of God to clear away the obstacles that block you from a total life of holiness. Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace. Power. Purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live here on the RPR Network. Brandon Clark, one of your hosts this morning, joined by... Steve Sponskowski. Steve Sponskowski. And Steve, uh, our next guest, I-, I have to laugh at this because he was kind of poking fun at us for our winter that we've been having and this nice, you know, this hard North Dakota winter. And uh, he was telling us after the banquet too, San Diego shifts about seven degrees between winter and summer. Um, (sighs) I just sigh. Yeah. I just sigh, you know, but I'm glad he got the, I mean, I'm glad we ordered this for him. Yes. We, we ordered up Cy Kellett. We ordered up a perfect winter day for you. So you can go back to California and talk about cowboy hats yes, and <laughs> talk about the North Dakota winter. Cowboy hats on priests. Yes. That was, that's the one, that's the part that impressed me. But uh, of course, yeah. Father Mitch Pacwa, he wears his hat. Yeah, he does. That's too, true. So. Uh, I, I should not have joked about North Dakota weather. That was a terrible <laughs> mistake that I, was, I made. So, so now I you could share that you've been through a blizzard in North Dakota. You, you'll yeah. probably never return because of that, but hey, it was a great experience, right? Yeah, but I would return in a minute. I like it here. That's great. A, a lot, but um, and the and you know, uh, I will I will ex- be experiencing a full I don't know four hours of blizzard today. <laughs> so I probably am not actually getting the full taste of winter, but it counts because we haven't even gotten the full taste of winter up here. This is like yeah, that's what I've heard. The first real yeah. winter day that we've experienced. Yeah. I think you brought it actually. Yeah. Well, I'm. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. All those good gifts for California, right? Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, Cy Kellett, you're the uh, host of Catholic Answers Live. You were the Fargo Banquet speaker last night. So thanks for just hopping in with us as we talk a little bit about the banquet. And then I think we really want to be able to dive into the importance of Catholic radio because you made a startling statement last night that I thought it'd be good to break down. You think that Catholic radio is actually more important than Catholic television. And of course, we know EWTN, we have the the programming through EWTN, but I want to focus in in a little bit on the importance of radio specifically. But let's start a little bit with the, the banquet last night. Okay. Obviously, we had about 500 people there. Just talk about your reflections on the evening. Well, that the first reflection is that a room full of 500 Catholics is amazing and beautiful to see. And I, I, I wanted to say this last night, and I forgot to say it once I got up to the podium, but it's, it's, it's really impressive uh, to gather that many people. And I, all around the country, since the pandemic, uh, big Catholic events have been kind of struggling to get back to where they were. And it was beautiful to see so many people come out and be so just enthusiastic on fire for the faith. A lot of beautiful people there last night. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think one of the things, Cy, that we always experience too in these, I, mean, I remember our first banquet in 2009 uh, with uh, Bishop Aquila was the bishop of the diocese, now Archbishop of Denver. But he walked in, and we had 300 people. <laughs> he said, where did all these people come from? <laughs> it's yeah. like uh, all across the diocese, Bishop. Um, and that's, you know, that is really kind of a great gift where sometimes we do think in our faith journey, we feel like we're a little bit alone. Oh, we feel yes. like we're just right. like, okay, I'm the only one who's experiencing this. And I think really our priests experience that too, where they're thinking, I'm the only one that cares yeah. about what's going on here. And then you see a room full of 500 people. We've had 1,000 people in past years. I mean, you get a room that big full of people, and there's just right away this kind of a center, kind of a synergy, a holy synergy, where we're like, okay, we can do this exactly. because the Lord has, the Lord is doing this. right. It, it, and that that actually, I think, is one of the functions of Catholic radio too. I mean, I find that in my own life. I wonder if it, I don't know if you guys find it in your life, but if I'm listening to the, the to Catholic radio. I have a sense of connection that doesn't really break just because traffic frustrates me or something like that. That uh, that uh, I, you know, and sometimes you hear the news, and you just feel like I don't even belong in this society anymore. Mm. Like, do you ever get that feeling? Like, oh, yeah. I, I, where's I, the people like me are not? Uh, they're just not welcome anymore, almost. And I, I mean, that's kind of maybe a little bit of self-pity in that, but like, you know, the way the news reports on things, like I, I, I'll tell you the, the honest truth, I had this experience last week with that Alabama Supreme Court decision. Yes. N- nobody talks in a reasonable way. There's nobody on the air that takes seriously uh, the uh, other people's concerns. It's all dismissal, and, and so you kind of have this feeling of, I am, am I the last one? <laughs> you know, who's holding out. And, and then you have to question, am I wrong? But then you, the Catholic radio, there's a calm, uh, there's a, a communal connection that you have that kind of is restoring. And, and an event like last night, man, it really does that for me, where I feel like, okay, we're okay. We're just, we're, we're living in a time where society is in a mess and a turmoil, but the gospel didn't change, and Jesus has lots of good friends, and and stop whining, get out there and, and yeah. do it. Well, and I think the Lord puts the right people in the right places at the right time, mm-hmm. right? So you shared the story of Carl Keating and how he developed Catholic Answers. Can you just talk a little bit about that, share a little bit of that story? 
Well, I mean, it, it's, it really is an amazing thing. And, uh, and, and it comes like I, part of why I wanted to tell that story is you'd think, why is the world's premier Catholic apologetics apostolate in San Diego, California? Like what, why, well, that's a Holy Spirit work. And you would, you, cause it, it seems like the wrong place, uh, for us to be in. And it all happened because Carl was in mass one day and came out from mass and everybody's car had a little pamphlet on the windshield from a kind of a fundamentalist evangelical Protestant uh, church nearby, and and the and it was explaining to Catholics why uh, Catholicism couldn't save them and they needed to come to real Christianity and all that kind of thing. And uh, so Carl thought uh, he would um, answer the objections in this, and so he wrote a little pamphlet himself, and he had hundreds of copies uh, printed up. And he took them and put them on the windshields of that church on Sunday when they were in, in, and, and he didn't, he didn't really, he didn't want to put his home address on there. So he got a PO box and he put Catholic answers on it. Like he just named it. Like he's an organization. It's just Carl. And, uh, the one thing I didn't say, uh, didn't mention last night was how successful it was. Like people who got the little thing on there were like, you know, I left the Catholic Church 20 years ago, and I, and I, no one ever explained this to me this way. So that's how Catholic Answers started, was responding to this kind of fundamentalist. Uh, and, th- and there was a very strong—in the United States, there's been a very strong kind of uh, Christian uh, anti-Catholicism for a long time. And so that's how Catholic Answers started. But, of course, then we went through— um, you know, there's the whole pro-life thing, so you have to answer those objections. And then there's the new atheism comes along, and you have to answer those objections. So the the funnel gets wider, but the basic job stayed the same from when Carl just typed up that pamphlet on his own sometime back in the late 1970s. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's amazing, too, how, Sai, we just, I mean, everywhere you go, you can't help but run into somebody who says, oh, yeah, I used to be Catholic. Oh yeah, my grandma's yeah. Catholic. Oh my, my grandpa was Catholic. Right. You know, it's just kind of a funny thing. Like, okay, Lord, what are we doing here today? Yeah. Um, but I do think going back to you saying where our world is in such a place, um, often the, some of the early church fathers and saints talk about what does this have to do with eternity, and I really think that is something that I feel like the Lord has continued to put in front of my heart and my mind wow. to say, no matter what I do. Because I've even thought, like, okay, I'm going to try to think of something that has nothing to do with eternity. I can't think of anything that no. doesn't have something to do with eternity. Right. That's right. And it's, a, it's that, it, that, I mean, it's that the light of Christ opens up our perspective in that way. And I, somebody said that to me after the event last night about how, you know, how dependent we are on Christ's light shining, that we don't have, we can't see very far. We, we don't know very much. But that light makes it possible to see the context of things. And, and then they have a different importance. Things that seem important uh, outside of that light are not important anymore. And suddenly things that are, were taken for granted, um, uh, like the life of a, of a human being in its first few days, you know, that seemed yeah. so trivial. Now all of a sudden you realize, talk about eternal importance right that has that's 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 a, a locus of eternal importance right there yeah. for the child for everyone involved in that yeah, child's for life for all of us it's everything there's there's yeah. no and i mean talking about it's 
it's all about this relationship. Our God is a relationship, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And so we're called to this relationship. And no matter what we do, it affects the relationship. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's important to have something like Catholic Radio to shine the light on the issues that matter. I, I think about like, being a father, and I've got a three-year-old, and we we train her up in the, in the faith, right? In little ways, we're teaching her little things, and we are training her um, and teaching her the things that should be important to her, that, that she should love Jesus because Jesus loves her. Uh, she should be friendly to others and wave and say, God bless you, right? Because that, that's a great thing to do, that that's bringing Christ to them. And in a similar way, if we don't have something like Catholic Radio shining the light on the things that are important, obviously the Eucharist, the, the source and summit, but then the other ways that we can live out our Catholic faith, then where else are we going to get that, Sai? Well, that's the thing is that we, you know, the media is very attractive and we all know it. You get in the car and, and from a young age, you've been taught to turn on the dial and to, um, th so there is something about <laughs> the need for silence, but there's also an, the need for just to hear the, the, the fullness of the truth, not to hear the angry truth or the the cynical truth or the, you know, and, but to hear the fullness of it, the beauty of it, uh, it, it makes an enormous, enormous difference in people's lives. Like I sometimes have had the feeling of, you know, praying the rosary on the radio. Is that, is that really, what does that do? Does that do much? And I've met people who are like, I had never heard prayer like that. Like, they, mm -hmm. like they've been raised with a totally different kind of, and they are immediately struck when they hear the rosary, like, I've never heard anything like this. I've never heard that you could pray this way. And it immediately grabs them. The faith has a, a light. We got to shine it. That's the yeah. thing. Amen to that. If you're just tuning in, we're visiting with Cy Kellett, who is the host of Catholic Answers Live, also was last night's banquet speaker in Fargo. We're going to step away for just a moment, but continue this conversation on the other side of the break as we dive into the importance of Catholic radio in a deeper way and what sets it apart from Catholic television. We'll go through all that when we return on Real Presence Live. The season of Lent is a season of grace and conversion. Just as Jesus spent 40 days in the desert, we spend the 40 days of Lent as a kind of retreat, opening our hearts to God. It's a time for prayer, for penance, and for almsgiving, a time to unite ourselves more completely to Jesus. And we do this in a special way through the sacraments of reconciliation and the Eucharist. May this holy season of Lent be a time of blessing for us all. How can you know for sure that your loved one is in heaven? Well, the short answer is you can't. I'm Father Chris Alar, but you can have confident hope that they are saved because no matter when or how they died, even by suicide, you can pray and make sacrifices now to still help them accept God's final offer of grace. Jesus told St. Faustina, call upon my mercy on behalf of sinners. I desire their salvation. When you pray with faith on behalf of some sinner, I will give him the grace of conversion. Wow, if you desire heaven for someone, God desires it even more. So do your part to help them get there. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help.
This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for February 27th. Today we celebrate Saint Gabriel of Our Lady of Sorrows. Brushes with serious illness, as well as the early death of his mother and his favorite sister, prompted today's saint to believe that he was called to religious life. He entered the Passionist Novitiate in 1856 taking the name Gabriel of Our Lady of Sorrows. Ever popular and cheerful, Gabriel sought to be faithful in little things. His spirit of prayer, love for the poor, consideration for the feelings of others, and his personal penances impressed everyone. As he prepared for the priesthood, Gabriel's superiors had great expectations. But, after only four years of religious life, he developed tuberculosis. He patiently and quietly bore the painful effects of the disease and the restrictions it required. Gabriel died in 1862 at age 24. The parallels between his life and that of St. Therese, the little flower, are compelling. Both died of tuberculosis at 24, emphasized that sanctity lies in small acts of kindness, and were known for their cheerfulness. But there was one key difference. Therese left behind her autobiography, The Story of a Soul. Shortly before he died, Gabriel discarded notes he had been keeping on his spiritual life. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website, saintoftheday.org. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Thanks for staying with us on Real Presence Live here on the RPR Network. We're glad to be with you in this blustery, snowy morning coming to you from the Fargo studio. Welcome to winter. Welcome to winter, indeed. Well, I, I think I, I really one I day of vote. winter. I want to vote for one day of winter. One day. That would be so wonderful. Yeah. Because Let's just do that. It'll be 10 below tonight in the Fargo area and then 60 by Thursday. There you go. And it was 50 yesterday. Let's do it. Yeah. Just I, vote I, on I'm it. totally game. 2024 is an election year, so let's <laughs> let's let's elect one day of winter. Is ten below a real thing? That doesn't seem like a real number. Like <laughs> yeah. the numbers go that low? Oh, is that they low? go lower than that? Wait, <laughs> wait until we get down to thirty. Yeah. Oh my. Well, I'm Brandon Clark, one of your hosts this morning, joined by Steve Sponskowski. and our guest this half hour is Cy Kellett, host of Catholic Answers Live. Uh, Steve, one of the things we were talking about for, before the break was this difference between Catholic radio and Catholic television. Yeah, and Cy, last night you kind of started out, you saying, you know, okay, Catholic radio is, is more effective than Catholic television, and you use the quote from St. Paul, faith comes through hearing. Right, faith, and, and, and that's God's design that uh, faith comes through hearing, and there is a way in which the, um, the you know, seeing is um, uh, a more kind of dramatic <laughs> sense you know we rely on our seeing for everything you know we can it, it, it we and and there's things that flood in through the eyes um in, in a certain way have a, a more cursory effect however listening and hearing um this is the way that god has chosen to communicate himself it, not as a as as a word you know he is the the living word and so Talking is the primary way we have of communicating the faith. Even you, you, if you read the the many documents the church has had since uh, Pope Leo um, in in uh, at the end of the nineteenth uh, and beginning of the twentieth century on evangelization, 
constantly going back to proclaiming the word, speaking. That you know, like like um, Paul the Sixth in Evangelii Evangelii Nunciandi, his his document on evangelization says, "We live in an age of images, but you can never do away with the necessity for speaking, for for telling other people the the news." And that, so that's what we do in Catholic radio. And I think it has uh, a, a much deeper effect to hear and often to be in a situation where you're alone. So you're driving in the car and you're listening or you're, you know, sitting in a jail cell and listening or you're in a hospital bed or you're at home cooking dinner and you're listening and the listening is the way that the Holy Spirit moves hearts and souls. And we don't have to be kind of, you know, if you're watching TV, somebody walks through, what that, what's that weird thing you're watching? Who's that weird nun on there? You know, but mm. you're alone in the car. You can kind of allow yourself uh, to engage with people, with voices that you, that, and, and you can find us by accident. I and mean, lots of people find Catholic radio by accident. Um, and, and I know lots of Catholic radio listeners who, whenever they rent a car, they set the, <laughs> the car radio presets to yeah. Catholic radio, which I think is a funny form of evangelization because lots of people, they will listen. If they, if they hear, it's not crazy people. It's not people out of their minds that, who want to oppress other people or something like that or full of fear, but have a joyful message to share. Um, they'll listen. And that listening can uh, over time bear fruit that n- no other sensory experience can can do even television well and i think screens are such a new reality right if yeah. you think about hundreds and thousands of years ago how things were spread it was spread by word of mouth that's that's how we got the gospels that's how we got these stories of the encounters with jesus and so it makes sense that these stories continue to be told through word of mouth, because that, I think that's just having that encounter and, and being able to, you know, because we don't get all the details in the gospel, right? So there's an imagination that gets filled in of like, what, what was it like? Who was there? What I, where would I be in the story? That when we have a, a picture, all of that is, is laid out for us versus being able to put ourselves in the scene of the gospel yeah. as Jesus is healing or driving out demons. Like it, it makes a difference, I think. It does, yeah. There's that that uh, there is a certain way. I think they've even done studies of people watching television, and your brain just goes to sleep in some ways because you just don't you're, you don't have to do any work at all. I mean, you don't have to navigate through time and space or anything. That you're, it's all being done for you on that screen. And there's a way that the reading a book or having a conversation is your, your brain has to be activated in a way that it's not with with the screen. And, you know, we, we say we're in the image and likeness of God. Well, what does that mean to be in the image and likeness of God? Well, you know, like I think Aquinas and other great thinkers would say reasoning is the thing, our ability to reason is. But the particular way that we reason, we don't reason on our own. We reason conversationally. We're most like God when we're, con- when we're conversing. Conversation is the image of God in the world. God is three persons who love one another. And so a loving conversation is as close to being like God as we can be in this life. And so his word enters into that conversation and gives new life, divine life to that conversation. But that's what radio does. It provides an opportunity for conversation. 
which is godly, which is which is where we are most like the Lord. Yeah, Stephen, I think it comes back to something that you talk a lot about in the work of uh, in your work at the Diocese of Fargo about encounter, encountering the Lord. Well, you know, and I think I was thinking right away of marketing because I've done some video work and I've also done audio work. And when you do a video, you really shoot for seven seconds because you get seven seconds is really about the amount of time that you got there on a video. Yeah. But yeah. we know in radio, we got about seven minutes. Yeah. That's People are willing to point. stay connected. Right. And so if you imagine if you're looking at a screen with no audio, how long are you going to be engaged with a screen with no audio? Yeah. But if you've got audio and no screen, there's, there's a little more engagement time. How long is a homily at mass usually? Seven minutes. That's a very good point. Right. Yeah. And so we just have a little more time. And I think there's a, there's a place for both, right? We know we, if when we post videos, we do that to gab, grab their attention. People are drawn to pictures. They're drawn to a face, to a person, you know, more than just kind of a general image. And so you have these different pieces where that's where the grabs them. But if you're actually going to catechize them, you got to have more than seven seconds. Yeah, you, right. So it's right. like you have the encounter. Maybe the encounter is going to happen with a video image. But if you're going to get into catechesis and formation, you got to have you got to have your seven minutes. Yep, yep. And and uh, ra- radio provides that. And we, you know, I, I the I, I think the greatest greatest thing that you guys have probably heard this um, is you know I was driving in my car, and somebody started talking and you know so, so, like I a guy said to me one time I was driving in my car and somebody on Catholic Answers said, "What's keeping you uh, from right now from being a Catholic?" and that's kind of a Patrick Coffin, my predecessor, t- question. He would, and he said he like yelled at the radio, like I don't know what's keeping me from being a Catholic. <laughs> but it was such a personal engagement, you know. And, and and what a gift, what a gift it is. And I really do, I I truly, truly believe in Catholic radio. The growth in it has been extraordinary over the last twenty six years. Virtually no Catholic radio in 1996, 1997—the the beginning of the Catholic radio revolution—and now hundreds of of stations, all because lay people said yes. Yeah. I mean, the bishops, priests, the religious have all cooperated in this. But who's paying the bills? Who's making sure that the lights stay on is lay people, and and they're doing exactly what God commissioned us uh, to do: go and make disciples of all the nations. Yeah. So we have about I don't know minute and a half left. Not everybody was able to be at the banquet last night uh, because they may not be in the Fargo area. They may be down in Cheyenne where there's I don't priests think that's who an wear excuse. Uh, cowboy sorry, hats. Yeah. <laughs> they might be up in Duluth wherever they are, right. but. Let's say they weren't able to make it to the banquet, but we do want to call them to help support Real Presence Radio. What would you say to them? What message would you share with them on that point? Uh, it's, um, the, well, I, what I would say is, you know, we all know the costs of a, of a society that disconnects from Jesus. We can see that disconnecting going on year by year. It's not always chosen. I mean, many of, our, of the young people are now not being exposed to the Lord. And so they didn't choose this. And I don't like when people make fun of millennials or Gen Xers or I don't even know what the generations are. I'm so old, I don't even know which. <laughs> but they didn't pick it. We did this to them. We, this is the society we left them. And so we, for many, this is going to be a new message. It's going to take time. It's going to take, uh, uh, you know, they got into a, a commute that now they can listen. If we're there, there's hope that they will get that message, that they will be rescued from the desperation of this age. If we're not there, 
where's the hope? And so we, we just keep going, keep doing it. You're, it's like a tree growing by water. It's slow, but it's got an unbelievable power when it reaches hearts. Amen to that. Sai, thanks so much for being on with us this morning. I hope your flight doesn't get canceled and you can leave before it hits 10 below, which is a real temp, yes? I, I, well, thank you very much for that. Um, <laughs> I'm starting to feel very upset and anxious now that you said that, that my flight could get canceled? <laughs> Ten well, below? Yes. That's well, terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Do people, can people live in that? Or? Yes, it gets colder than <laughs> We're that. We're still here. <laughs> I right, don't know folk. why. You are hardy folk. All right, we do have to head to a break. When we return on Real Presence Live, legalization of sports gambling, is that really a problem? The Minnesota Catholic Conference believes so, and we'll talk about why next. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great